Are you ready for some football? That's right. We are welcoming you to another edition of the Pavada at Odds podcast as we begin our second football season. We started this podcast last year during football, but it was also right in the heart of COVID. COVID's still here, but man, the stadiums are going to be rocking. Whether that's safe or not, that's not for this podcast to tell. I'm Seth Everett. <laughs> he is the head odds maker of BovadaSportsbook.com, Patrick Morrow. And Patrick, shall we begin? We have a slate of games here. We have, uh, gosh, uh, just just over 80 games, Seth. And uh, yeah, it's uh, not uh, going to be talking about the health uh, pros and cons of uh, this many games, this many filled stadiums. But it, th- th- this is wild, uh, considering, you know, you know, at this point last year, college football was still kind of figuring out what their schedule is going to look like, who'd be playing who, which conferences, some conferences still wouldn't be joining us for another couple months at this point last year, Seth. Uh, You know, the Big Ten was still, uh, you know, thinking about whether they were playing at this time last year, Seth. So, uh, you know, while COVID is still a question mark and something that we'll need to be watching with all these teams playing this upcoming weekend, it is nice to think that, uh, you know, already, these games will be played uh, across the country. You know, no super conferences just yet, just uh, the legacy ones, but uh, it's going to be packed and wild. And if the, I tell you, Seth, if the action from last weekend, the opening Saturday is any indicator, it's going to be our biggest season yet at Pavada. That's uh, good to hear. And uh, as long as people are, are anxious about these games, what we're going to do is we're going to highlight all 80 games on this podcast. <laughs> no, um, what we're going to do is we'll look at big matchups and we'll look at big matchups involving top 25 teams. That doesn't mean that the Bavada had doesn't have odds on every game. So don't worry, Syracuse fans, your Syracuse, Ohio matchup will have some odds, but we're not going to talk about it on this. And, and for the, and for maybe, you know, one of the few times all year, Seth, your uh, Syracuse orange favorites in a football game. If you all can right. believe it, there you have it. Okay. We got that out of the, my system. Okay. Uh, let's start it off with uh, number four, Ohio State, taking the field in a key Big Ten matchup at Minnesota. Yeah, Ohio State currently a 14-point favorite at Bavada, Seth. They opened as 13-point favorites, so public money has pushed that to two full touchdowns. Uh, returning a lot of starters, brand-new quarterback under center this year with uh, Stroud uh, filling in for Fields. Uh, but otherwise, uh, you know, new season, same Big Ten. It is Ohio State's uh, conference to lose. They are one of the teams that are not just favored in this game, but favored to be one of the four college football playoff teams this year. Uh, you know, Minnesota, a lot of chatter in the offseason that uh, this could be the year that, listen, they're probably not going to beat Ohio State, but this is one of the better Golden Gopher teams in the last decade. So, you know, 14 points, that, that's a lot to cover. But I do think this Minnesota team, if they can score early, can certainly keep this one close. All right, let's move over to Friday when number 10, North Carolina, in an ACC matchup, travels to Virginia Tech. Yeah, so North Carolina looking to uh, bounce back. Uh, They're currently a five and a half point favorite over Virginia Tech at Bovada. And bounce back, I mean, you know, they had a pretty good year last year. They finished strong, but then ultimately, uh, you know, lost to Texas A&M in the bowl game. A big, uh, you know, jumping off pointer launch pad for both of those teams. North Carolina enters the season at number 10 and currently 60% of all bets on that game, Seth, are on North Carolina. All right, let's get to some other key matchups, including number 19, Penn State, traveling to Wisconsin, take on number 12. It's another key conference matchup and another small line. 
That's that's right, Seth. Wisconsin currently a five and a half point favorite in this game with about 55% of the action on it so far. That's right there in that noon slot, nationally televised. You have number 19, Penn State, number 12, Wisconsin. You know, two teams that, uh, you know, they are on that second tier behind Ohio State, but teams that will be looking to make a decent run this year, hopefully improve on their 2020 results and uh, hopefully get into one of those uh, New Year's Bowl games with a strong season. Uh, This game is at a neutral site. It's in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, top-ranked Crimson Tide uh, against the Miami Hurricanes in the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. This is one that they've been talking about in both states for months. Yeah, I, you know, that's Seth. This is one of my favorite things about college football is all the neutral site games you get uh, early on in the season as teams are looking for those big out of conference wins. Uh, Unfortunately for a team like Miami, Florida, they are the number 14 ranked team. They are 19 point underdogs in this game. I mean, it's one thing to get a good out of conference game early in the season. Maybe you don't want to be scheduling Alabama, Alabama continually looking to roll this season minus 19 getting 70 percent of all bets so Seth one of my favorite things about uh, college football are these early out of conference games like this you know a team like the Miami Hurricanes trying to make their bones uh, you know these are the kind of wins that can really beef up your resume end of year when you're trying to get into those big bowls if you're a team like Alabama more and more there doesn't really seem like much of a point aside from uh you know, getting the kind of exposure that you get playing a team like Miami, which, you know, good media market, still a really good legacy fan base. Having said that, uh, you know, Miami is certainly in tough in this one, Seth. 19-point underdogs at Bovada. You know, Alabama will absolutely, almost assuredly roll in this game. But, uh, you know, that's Alabama for the last decade. Favorites in this game, favorites in their conference, and the favorites to win it all this year uh, in the college football playoff. Another close matchup in Iowa City. Uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes taking on the Indiana Hoosiers in a Big Ten matchup. And you, you notice that every conference game in the Big Ten is less than seven points. That's right, Seth, except for uh, Minnesota at Ohio State, which will be the case for a lot of teams, unfortunately, in the Big Ten this year. Uh, yeah, we, we actually have a, a lot of really low handicaps in this game. And, uh, you know, in Indiana, Iowa, also a low total, one of the lowest of the weeks, uh, posted at 45 at Bavada. And uh, even with a low total like that, and actually, let's give a quick scroll. Yes, absolutely. It is the lowest total of the week. So we can actually confirm that in real time. And even with that low total of 45, uh, we are still seeing 80% of money on the under in this one. Uh, As someone who's uh, bet a lot of money on Iowa football in the year, I I know it's a punt to win kind of offense. It's going to be turnovers. It's going to be field goals. It's going to be painful to watch. But hey, that's still two top 20 teams. And, uh, you know, if the the price is right, I'm in there anyways. You know, whether whether they win pretty or win ugly, uh, if you're betting on college football, it's all about that end result. Uh, before we get to the primetime matchup, Georgia Clemson, let's talk about Louisiana and Texas. Number 23, the Raging Cajuns taking on the Longhorn. Yeah, you know, the Raging Cajuns, uh, you know, starting this year in the college football top 25, uh, a pretty decent uh, 2020 season. Texas always kind of, uh, you know, a little too much hype each year, but doesn't really, uh, you know, match up to that. But they do get that top 25 ranking as well. Uh, Texas, eight point favorites in this one, Seth, at Bavada. And the money split pretty 50-50 on the Raging Cajuns, especially uh, on that plus 265 money line right there. Really attractive to betters so far. And, you know, more than a handful of them grabbing that plus eight points uh, on the handicap as well. Over under currently sitting at 58 on the nose. And then, of course, the big primetime matchup. Uh, This is going to get (laughs) it's going to do a killer rating. Uh, Clemson and Georgia. This is a great matchup. And uh, 
it's a it's a primetime game. Tell me about Clemson and the Bulldogs. So easily, easily the game of the week, Seth. Uh, when this one opened at Bavada, uh, Clemson was a four point favorite. They are now down to three. So we are seeing a little bit of sharp money come in on Georgia, but this is five versus three. This is, uh, you know, two teams that very well could be in the college football playoff. Looking at Clemson, they're minus 700, the largest favorite to make it to the college football playoff. Again, that's kind of uh, looking at a down ACC, whereas Georgia will have to go through a team like Alabama or maybe hope that the SEC is a two-bid team this year. But that is by far the game of the week, five versus three. Again, Clemson just three-point favorites in this one. The over-under set at 51. So we're actually expecting some pretty decent defense and a really good test for, all right, I'm going to try it out, DJ Uang Alele. Oh, wow, that's impressive. It's, oh gosh. Hey, I don't have the guts. I'm not doing it. This is why I'm not in the booth. This is why I'm behind the counter. <laughs> All right. Uh, then there's the pros. And what we have is week one is not until next week, but you're starting to see rosters take shape. And thus, you're starting to see season odds, not just week one odds, but season odds, including... Uh, the New England Patriots going with the young Mac, J- Mac Jones, uh, the former Crimson Tide quarterback, is going to start in New England with Cam Newton being cut. That's right, Seth. Mac Jones, uh, a small surprise. I mean, if we're looking just at the pure odds, uh, when that news broke uh, on Tuesday, uh, Cam Newton was the minus 400 favorite to be the starting quarterback week one in New England. So cer- certainly a bit of a surprise. Mac Jones did pay out at plus 250 for betters that did dabble in. Uh, and what we did see uh, when this news broke was not just a race on next uh, Patriots QB or first starting QB, I should say, for week one, but also rookie of the year odds. We saw Mac Jones drop from 10 to 1 at Pavada all the way down to 5 to 1 for offensive rookie of the year, oh, wow. given that uh, he will now be he, he won't be facing any competition under center. It's his job. And not only it's not his job with Cam Newton waiting in the wings. It's his job. There's nobody there to take over if he flails. So he's going to get a lot of reps. For a Patriots team that's looking to bounce back in what is still a fairly uh, soft uh, AFC East division, you know, the Bills uh, probably are going to regress a little bit this year. Still some questions on the defensive side of the ball there. Uh, there's going to be an opportunity for them to throw the ball a lot. So, you know, listen, he's still going to have a lot of competition for that offensive rookie of the year spot. But, you know, a really good uh, if you were able to grab any of that 10 to 1, even 9 to 1, that's pretty valuable. I would say outside of that, the most impactful uh, player moving the odds has been Jameis Winston getting that starting position in New Orleans. If we go all the way back to January, Seth, we had Winston as high as plus 650 to be the Saints starting QB in week one. Now I do have to add as a caveat for players because week one hasn't started yet. And that is in the notes for the bets. Technically not graded as winners yet. They are assumed winners, but hey, if something were to happen, if they were injured or if there was a COVID protocol issue and they were to meet uh, miss week one, uh, you know what? They technically would not be graded the winner for that. But as it stands, uh, yeah, those are the big movers and shakers. What we did see as well was Jameis Winston's comeback player of the year odds drop all the way from 75 to one down to eight to one. And uh, Dak Prescott's your favorite there at two to one as well, coming back off injury last year. Although he's got, uh, you know, a curious situation with his, uh, you know, his, his COVID health status. I mean, that's something that we have to bring up, Seth. Uh, I know uh, we joked about it last week, uh, saying that it, it's a HIPAA, if we could quote Dak. Uh, not quite a HIPAA, but... Well, that uh, was a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, that, that was like, HIPAA. 
Yeah. <laughs> Everything's a hippo. But he's two to one for comeback player of the year. But he's also, we have his over under 14 and a half games played. So we do have it baked in a little bit in a 17 game season that Dak may be forced to miss a game. Maybe it'll be due to injury. Perhaps it'll be due to COVID protocol. But that is baked into that line over under 14 and a half games played for Dak Prescott. And the action's actually split pretty 50 50 on that market. That's pretty amazing. And of course, the Cowboys, and we'll talk about the odds for this game next week, but the Cowboys are the national game uh, to open the season that Thursday night, uh, Dallas visiting Tampa Bay. And uh, it's always fascinating because the NFL always finds that. Like they always find, okay, where's the big storyline? What's the big thing? Oh, that just so happens to be the team that we picked months ago. (laughs) It's just, it never fails. And it's not always the Dallas Cowboys folks. It's not always a, a, a major ratings draw, but man, the NFL just, they fall into it every time. Absolutely. And uh, a final roundup. Uh, it looks like uh, we don't have an official starter, I think, named yet in San Fran, but with a finger injury to Trey Lance, it does look like it'll be Jimmy G under center for week one. Again, Kyle Shanahan still, uh, you know, not officially announcing not, that. Yeah, but non-committal. Not, not non-committal. I, I think he's the last holdout there. But uh, if you did back uh, Jimmy G, he was minus 200 to start week one, which was kind of our thinking as well, Bavada, when we were pricing this. We were thinking that Jimmy G would get the keys at least to start, regardless of how well uh, Trey looked in the preseason. We do think this is probably Trey's job just because you don't draft, uh, you know, a guy that early if you're looking to have him ride the pine for long. But it looks like it'll be Jimmy G to start. Uh, What this means for the NFL futures race, uh, still pretty steady. I mean, the Patriots are are there at 30 to one. They haven't moved too much. I will say a team like the New Orleans Saints uh, got some really good traction uh, not just because they chose Jameis Winston, but Jameis Winston actually looked pretty competent in his NFL preseason. Uh, you know, connecting early and often with a lot of his targets. Deep ball looked good. His reads looked good. Uh, really, you know, what better offense could a QB on the rebound look to get into than that New Orleans Saints offense? So uh, I can say from the start of preseason to now, the New Orleans Saints have dropped from 50 to 1 down to 30 to 1 to win the Super Bowl this year. Still, the biggest offseason mover and shaker was kind of the story that ended up being a non story. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, tried to get uh, traded at the draft, you know, the free agency period, there's still talk of moving him. Ultimately, he is staying in Green Bay. We saw their odds go as high as 30 to one, and they're now down to 12 to one as he will be there for at least this season, giving it one last go. Your third biggest favorite this year, but it's still the Chiefs. It's still the Bucks. You're five to one, six to one co-favorites, and everyone else is that tier below them. Sure. And uh, it's what what you're hoping is that it's just a, uh, a fantastic season, uh, you know, no COVID impacts. And uh, let's just see how this uh, season goes on. Uh, before we uh, put a bow on this, uh, we also have the PGA championship that is essentially up, uh, not the major the known as the PGA championship, but the FedEx cup is coming to an end and it's a cumulative thing. So it's a little different. Who are your favorites? So as it currently stands right now, Seth, uh, Patrick Cantlay and John Rahm are the co-favorites at Bavada to win the PGA Tour Championship. And, and that's right. Uh, it's an interesting scoring system where based on the FedEx Cup points at this point, uh, uh, Patrick Cantlay will have a one-stroke lead going into the tournament over Tony Finau. He'll have, I believe, a four-stroke lead over John Rahm. So Cantlay starts at minus 10. Rom starts at minus six. They're both co-favorites, which speaks to the consistency of how well John Rom has played in recent tournaments. Uh, Cantlay has been no slow ch- either, but uh, Rom, uh, you know, aside from some fades on the, the back nine in a couple tourneys and, you know, some unfortunate uh, 
COVID uh, hitting him uh, notoriously after that 54 hole lead uh, a couple months back uh, when he was up like four or five strokes going into Sunday. Uh, Rom has been the most consistent uh, player on the tour this year. Cantlay has had some really, really nice results, though, that has really helped beef up his FedEx Cup standing. Uh, Tony Finau got that boost uh, in the last couple of weeks, winning, uh, I think it was the Northern Tournament in a playoff. So it's, you know what? I am surprised that we are t- that I'm talking about golf, Seth. If I can be quite honest, because growing up, uh, you know, my dad fall asleep on the couch on a Sunday afternoon watching golf. How can you watch this? How's and I have gotten into golf in COVID, and part of that has been because of the evolving betting landscape. You can bet a good deal of money on golf futures, head to heads every Sunday. The kind of prop betting that historically I would uh, traditionally associate with, uh, you know, NFL or NBA wagering. All of that is right there with uh, golf wagering now, including live betting on those Sundays. So, you know, that hole by hole stuff, uh, it's, it's a really great way to consume and, uh, you know, dive into, uh, you know, golf in a way that never really interested me. But uh, so I will be tuned in this weekend, uh, maybe not on Saturday with 80 plus college games, but on Sunday, you better believe I'll be right there again. Rom and Cantlay, your co-favorite so far. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, always a favorite with our betters right there as well. And he is currently uh, 20 to one at Bavada. 84 college games. Amazed. Amazed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's crazy. Uh, people say that college football is at this, uh, this, this crossroads. Well, they may be realigning for a super conference. Doesn't matter when the, once they, once they start playing, because what I love about college football and college sports in general is that everything becomes regionalized. Mm-hmm. And I know we look at it from a national championship and Ohio state's expected to be in the playoff. No one cares. We, you know what the guy in Ohio state cares about that opponent that day, the Miami wants to beat Alabama. Everybody is regionalized and considering how fractured this country is college football is the best model of it because everyone just cares about what's happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's very much a what have you done late me, lately for me sport. Uh, you know, it, it was funny looking at uh, the Big t- uh, Big 12, uh, pardon me, conference odds and seeing that between Texas and Oklahoma, that there's about a 75% chance uh, based on our implied odds that they'll be handing the Big 12 trophy over to a team that will be leaving the conference this year. So I thought that'll be a little bittersweet uh, come December. But, uh, you know, money talks. Uh, the Big 12 uh, continues to see its uh, reputation diminish. And for Oklahoma and Texas, Complete no-brainer. They joined the SEC, the only conference that continues to yell its name at sporting events. You know, if there is any kind of regionalization in this country or any kind of, you know, community, it is bizarrely in that SEC one. But you're absolutely right. When it comes to the Big Ten and Pac-12, you know, USC is not standing for UCLA or Colorado or Stanford. It's about USC. For Ohio State, it's not about the Big Ten. It's about who's in our way until we get to the college football playoff. And uh, I, I just love having college sports back like this. I'm, you know, I'm hoping with, you know, the high vaccination rates that, uh, you know, we will see more of these games played from start to finish. That player health is continued to be emphasized. You know, fortunately, we didn't have too many negatives last year, aside from cancellations. We didn't have, uh, you know, massive, uh, you know, concerns with health issues, at least inside of college football that we saw. So fingers crossed that's the case this year. So otherwise we could just enjoy the pageantry that is this for the next few months. Sure. Uh, What I hope is just that you start to see the competition win out. Just make it about the competition on the field and less about the off the field stuff. That's all I ask for any of these sports. That'll do it for the Bavada at odds podcast. He is the great Patrick Morrow. Patrick, you are in mid season form. Bet early, bet often folks. See you next week.
That's Patrick Morrow. I'm Seth Everett. This is the Bavada at Odds podcast. We'll see you next week. 